Although when I do go on vacation, I mostly just like read my college football magazines and get ready for the season. That's what oh, I like to do exciting. on the beach. Yeah, it's my romantic. wife likes to read. And so while she does her reading, she likes like murder mystery novels. I like to, uh, you know, get caught up on what's Why going on. Why do women on. like that stuff so much? My kinda wife always me. watches those things. Kind of scares me. These documentaries on murders, I'm like... Does she watch Snapped? Then you should really get nervous. No, what's that? It's uh, like this series about when the wife just kind of like loses it and then murders her husband. Oh, that sounds awful. And sometimes gets away with it, but usually doesn't. Yeah. When my wow. dad, when no my dad, when my dad was getting remarried, actually, my stepmom was really into Snapped and our whole DVR. <laughs> I'd be like, where the hell is Celtics Heat? And all I would see is Snapped, 100 episodes. And I was like, Dad, you might want to think about this, man. <laughs> I, I like you, and I don't know if you're going to be around in 15 years. I you think you need to take out your a head maybe in a box policy. like, like Gwyneth. <laughs> you're going to get turned into a lampshade. But it's still around, and she's great. So it worked out I guess great. it worked out. So it she worked, was, worked out good. Maybe it's she great. was more of sending a message of if you misbehave yeah, 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 as opposed yeah. to this exactly. what I want to do. Just a subtle little thing here. Like, see this? I'm actually taking all of the, 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 yeah. the steps that I need to take to learn just yeah. in case. That's what my wife should do. And then I want to leave the towels on the ground and throw my socks away and do all the stuff that drives her nuts. I, I yeah. And then, you know, embarrass her in stores when you wear your tight white pants. Yeah. It's which you won't let me buy for some reason. I, I think it's, I think you should just do it anyway. She's you like, know? tight white pants are not in. And I'm like, yeah, they are. Yes, they are. They're always in. You see Jason in. Tatum the other night? Yeah, they're always in. I'm sure he didn't score in the fourth quarter or even play in the fourth quarter, but at least he's got, checks notes, uh, five points tonight. Hell there yeah. Go. Good yeah. start for JT. Best player in the league. Nick Wilson hosts Afternoon Drive a 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, and I'm sure wears tight white pants himself. I could see him yeah. at least once a week probably doing that. You know, Nick, we spent a lot of time talking about the uh, the Browns yesterday on the show, and I realized to myself, I said, it's been a quiet offseason uh, for a lot of reasons. One, there's no extra things surrounding Deshaun Watson, obviously, but you know, this was a team we talked about maybe being a quarterback away, and now we do have the quarterback there. If he remembers how to play football, what are the expectations for this Cleveland Browns team heading into the season, especially given the fact that that AFC is as stacked as it could be? There are really two expectations in Cleveland right now. Uh, the Browns are either going to win five games or they're going to win 17 games. There's really no in-between. And it really does, like you said, it kind of ties back to Deshaun. And it's funny, last year was so loud. You had moving on from Baker, which was sloppy and messy and a little embarrassing. You had the Deshaun pursuit, and are you in, are you out? Oh, you can't have him. Now all of a sudden you trade for him. And then it's, you know, uh, how many games is he going to play? And then the, you know, the judge in July, you know, rules on it. But then he appeals it. And, the, oh, and then, by the way, they finally settle. Then he serves an 11-game suspension. The Browns are dog butt, and then they come out the other side, and then Deshaun's somehow worse than Jacoby Brissett. So it's funny. Like you mentioned, it's a quiet offseason, and yes, it is probably the quietest offseason I can remember in the last 15 years for the Cleveland Browns, and it is 100% what they needed. What are your thoughts? What do you think the defense is going to look like? You guys pick up Zadarius Smith, who's on his third team in four years. Uh, had a really good first year with Green Bay, obviously. Up and down last year with Minnesota when he was out there. You get Jim Schwartz taken over. What do you think that defense looks like this season? So, I don't know that Joe Woods is a bad defensive coordinator. Uh, I just know that he's not a proven commodity. He didn't come to you as a proven commodity. Jim Schwartz is. 
And he might have a ceiling on how good that he is as a defensive coordinator, but he's at the very least a good defensive coordinator. And I think that helps. I also think the fact he's a former NFL head coach is going to help Kevin Stefanski. So uh, there, there are two things I really like. One, I think the Browns addressed every need they had on, on, on the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive line, and the secondary, and they did it in more than one way. You mentioned Zadarius Smith. They also drafted the McGuire kid. They signed Obo Okoronkwo of Houston in the secondary. Juan Thornhill, Rodney McLeod. Um, so from the talent perspective, you know, it's funny. The Browns have not had an on-paper problem. They have because, – because they are such an analytically inclined organization, they do a great job of putting together a team on paper. And they've done that with the defense too. But somewhere something gets lost in translation. So I'm hoping that Jim Schwartz will change that. And here's the other thing. Um, I kind of love the wide nine zone defense for defensive ends because, yeah. you know, everybody remembers Jim, Jim Johnson and Philly. I think that has a chance to help even a guy like Miles Garrett get home more, and maybe that opens up more opportunities for Okoronkwo and Smith off the opposite edge. Nick, you end up getting Eli Moore, who desperately wanted out of New York. That helps, obviously, a lot. Donovan Peoples-Jones isn't bad. Obviously, you still have Amari Cooper there. What should we expect? Is it really just as simple as, do we get Deshaun back to the level that he was at in Houston? This will be a really good offense with Nick Chubb, or is there more to it than that? Um, I mean, I think that's fair. Like, the reality is, you, you came into the offseason with a limit in terms of draft pick collateral to trade, and you also that also means you didn't have a first and second round pick, and you lacked salary cap. So, in terms of going out and trading for or signing an elite wide receiver, one, one really one out there. Two, um, even if there was one out there, you were capped in a couple different ways. So I think the Browns went for let's create the most robust wide receiver room. I think right now they got like 13 guys under contract, and I, yeah. I think now they've officially drafted five or six guys in Andrew Berry's four years. So I think when you look at the wide receivers, I think they did the best job they could, even though uh, Elijah Moore scares the crap out of me. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. Um, you know, tight end's a little bit of a question mark, but like. You look at that offensive line. That offensive line two years ago was one of the five best offensive lines in the NFL. They just need help. So really around Deshaun, you did as much as you could to give him the weapons he needs. And I'll say, I think I think he's got more weapons now combined in one, in one offensive you know meeting room than he probably did in any offensive meeting room that didn't have New Hopkins in Houston. So... It really is just, I mean, in the simplest terms, it's put up or shut up time for Deshaun. Either whatever happened to you off the field, that entire saga ruined you, or the six games where you played and we all saw what it looked like, that you just had to get that out of your system and you're ready to get back to being one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL, which he was in 2020. Talking to Nick Wilson, BetMGM tonight, uh, there was a conversation for a while last year about all four teams in the NFC East making the playoffs. Of course, my commanders ruined that because they decided Carson Wentz was the right guy to go to at the end of the season, and the rest is history. I look at the AFC North right now, and Cleveland's the favorite at plus 115. Then you got Baltimore with an upgraded offense and Lamar Jackson signed long-term, plus 250. 
Then it's your Browns at plus 350 and Pittsburgh at plus 650. That's to win the division. Now, I don't think Pittsburgh or even Cleveland's going to necessarily win this division. But these are all teams that should be thinking playoffs. Is there a chance that all four teams in the AFC North make the playoffs next year? Yes. I, I think I actually think it's going to be the best division in the AFC again. And that's saying something because the East has a chance, the West has a chance. The only division we can unequivocally say it's just going to be what it is is the south but um you know like i think pittsburgh probably is going to be the worst team in the division and i think the only reason i'm saying that is they i don't think kenny pickett's franchise quarterback so i i think his i think maybe he'll be a good quarterback but like i think lamar being on a a long-term contract you're going to see actual dividends from that uh, more so than just they signed Odell Beckham Jr., who hasn't done diddly squat outside of four games in L.A. two years ago. But, like, I, so I think Lamar is going to be the best version of himself. Um, I think there's no real reason to believe Cincinnati can't do it because, you know, the offensive line's still a problem. Yeah, but it was last year, and look what they did. So, um, and with Cleveland, like, I'll tell you, there's only one real reason why Cleveland won't contend for the playoffs this year. And that simply is if Kevin Stefanski just ain't it. And it is my concern, like, you know, like I mentioned, ah, the Browns do a really good job of looking good on paper, and they tantalize you with what could be. Yeah. Well, Zadarius Smith across from Miles Garrett in the wide nine, you can slide him inside on third downs, and Okoronko off the edge. Heck, you can slide Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith inside and put, you know, Alex Wright in Okoronko on the outside or McGuire on the outside. That's all great. Fine, well, and good. The, last, the, the Browns have not lost because of talent the last two years. It's yeah. been culture. And that culture is tied back to Kevin Stefanski, who's a ho-hum, aw shucks kind of guy. And that's cool, but, like, you saw it. What's, Pat Shermer knew everything about football. But dudes didn't respect him and want to play for him as a head coach. Yeah. So that's ultimately my fear is not, well, do they, do they have enough at linebacker? Do they have enough around Deshaun? My fears are... Will Deshaun ever be the guy who was in Houston? And is Kevin Stefanski just a nice guy jabroni? And I really like Stefanski, you know, year one, but you got to look at it now. He's been there since, what, 2020? You got uh, a couple third-place finishes. You were dead last last year. I like what he did year one with Baker Mayfield because it was a lot of play action for Baker, and that's what makes Baker look good because he's a smaller quarterback and he's not the most talented quarterback. But then year two... I just didn't love the play calling. What is uh you know like what is the Kevin Stefanski offense with Deshaun Watson running it going to look like this year? And also like one more, not to ask you a loaded question, why can't he coach against the division on the road? I believe they're 7 and 2 in Cleveland against the division, but on the road they're 2 and 7. Like obviously it's tough to win road games, but I just feel like he doesn't have his team prepared ever on these road uh, trips in the division. Yeah, he really is. Like again, like he looks like an NFL head coach. You, I know he's not an idiot. I mean, do yeah. it to Penn. Like, he, and you hear him talk, and, like, he, if you ever hear him talk football off air, he's a really smart dude. It's, so there is some disconnect here. Now, to the road thing, if I knew yeah. that, I'd be working for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> making seven figures right now. Um, specific to the offense, I, it's weird. Like, I do wonder – here's another question I've had. Like, is Kevin Stefanski just better with a limited quarterback? When he is – when he can just run his system, like – well, you know, and I know this was – I think this was the Pat Shermer year. But, like, you know, one of his best years as quarterback coach was Case Keenum. Guys, yeah, NFC title Case game. Keenum wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't a starter. 
Like, so what are we doing here? So, like, you start to kind of add all this stuff up. Like, his best year with Baker was that year one where he, oh, no, Baker, you're just going to – we're going to run the ball. You're going to run my system. So I think the Stefanski play caller with a guy with as much talent as Deshaun is a real question. I don't buy this idea. And Matthew Barry kind of had a report. They're going to run a lot of five wide. Honestly, if you don't take advantage of a backfield that has Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, you're getting too cute with it. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, you don't have to necessarily go uh, the I formation. I'm not saying that. But, like, even look at Nick uh, Nick Chubb's numbers out of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. The dude had like 5.0 yards per carry out of the gun last year, and everybody was like, "Oh, he can't do it out of the gun." Like, so what? Is, what is this mythical dragon that we're talking about? That suddenly, yeah. one of the best backs in the league can't do the thing that he's clearly shown you he can do. So, I do think that. Listen, I don't think Kevin Stefanski. Listen, I think he's smart enough to know that guys like him, like Shanahan like McVeigh, what gets you hired and what keeps you employed is when you can go ahead and have a nice fancy bang, uh, fancy fangled passing offense. And I think that's what he wants to do. It doesn't matter that Nick Chubb could run the ball 400 times uh, a season and, and have, you know, 2,000 yards rushing. He wants to throw the damn ball. And I think if he gets comfortable with Deshaun, look out. I think it's less about all right. What's what's the set going to look like? And it's more. I would. I'd be shocked if it wasn't considerably more. I'm not saying sixty forty, but somewhere in there passes to to run this year. Yeah, I mean that's why Todd Munkin is in Baltimore though, because he was not wanting to run the ball either. Um, when when the offensive coordinator for the Ravens just wouldn't use J.K. Dobbins. Good stuff, though. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Nick Wilson. I wish n- we could have him on more. I know. 92-3, the fan in Cleveland. We'll have him back because I'm sure there's going to be something, Nick, involving this team throughout the season, and we'll uh, we'll need you to help us out. So good. thanks for coming on with us, buddy. Anytime, and just I'm waiting for the drama to kick up. Like hey. in Cleveland, it always happens.